Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Well, hello, everybody, recording this on a rainy day in Los Angeles, which is so wonderful because we so need this rain here in California. And I'm just cozied up by the fire, listening to the rain and recording this episode for all of you, which just makes me so happy, which is perfect because today's episode is really about happiness. So how many of you would like to feel happy more? I'm sure that for most of you, the answer is yes to that. And I'm also sure most of you have heard that happiness is an inside job. You intellectually understand that your happiness does not come from anything outside of you, yet I suspect that there's still a part of you that thinks that if only you had the job or the relationship or the money or the body or whatever that thing is that you want, that you'd be happier. It's totally okay to admit that. We live in a culture that reinforces a fixation on external thing. You know, we see people on Facebook getting married and changing their relationship status and commercials that believe that if we only had a certain car, a certain figure, then we'd be happy and be with all the cool kids. Well, it's just not true. The most effective way I've found to unravel my devotion to attaining any external goal that I think will make me happy is really by devoting myself to my spiritual practice moving into acceptance, and sourcing my own happiness. A big game changer for me was my first trip to Bali in 2006, where I saw people who literally had nothing to be so happy. I mean, the people there are so authentically happy. I was fascinated and quite honestly a little ashamed that with all the blessings in my life, I still found myself not quite content. I was still kind of living in, well, if I had this, then I'd be more happy, or when this happens, then I'll be more fulfilled, or whatever. So I really studied these Balinese people and incorporated the following happiness practices in my own life that I want to share with you. So the first one is examine what you're really devoted to. Whatever you give the most time and energy, both your internal mental energy and your external behavior and time, that becomes your God and directly correlates to your level of contentment in life. So is your God another person, job or thing? If so, it's time to change your religion. Second thing, look at where you're not fully accepting everything in your life. How are you getting stuck resisting and judging what you don't like? And how are you not fully appreciating or seeing what is so wonderful about you and your life? Acceptance and gratitude are key ingredients of really sourcing our own happiness. And third, remember, you and you alone are the source of your happiness. There's nothing preventing you from feeling the same kind of contagious joy that those people in Bali feel, even though they don't have a lot of those external things that we're so conditioned will make us happy. And just a little aside here, since I'm talking about Bali, I've actually been to Bali five times because it's such a special place for me. So I'm actually hosting a retreat there in September. If you want early info on that, because it'll fill up quick, please email jill at christinehassler.com. So today on the podcast, I really want to call you forward so that you take responsibility for your own happiness, so you can have happiness now and stop waiting for it to be delivered to you. That's exactly what the invitation for today's caller was as well. 
As you'll hear, she has a massive expectation hangover regarding not being where she's supposed to be in terms of a career and believes that if she had a job she liked and found her passion, voila, then she'd be happy. So as you're listening to this call, consider what if then and when then equations do you have set up when it comes to your own happiness? Like when I have this, then I'll be happier. If this happens, then I'll feel better about myself. Two, do you think that you should be further along than you are in life? Like this caller is recently out of college, and I see this with so many 20-somethings. There's this massive expectation that you're supposed to have it all figured out at a young age. And the truth is, we never have it all figured out. You can reinvent yourself at any age. It's never too late. Which brings me to my next question. Do you think it's too late to be happy? Do you think you've missed your window? And have you slipped into resignation because of that? And finally, are you feeling rather blah in your life, possibly even a little depressed, waiting for something to come along and snap you out of it? So consider these questions as you listen to my session with Jennifer. Hello, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Um, so I guess my question, I'm a couple of years out of college and still really don't know what I want to do. About a year and a half ago, I went through a big breakup and moved back home with my parents. And since then, I've sort of just been doing different temp jobs. Um, I've been traveling, which is great. Um, but I don't know, just feeling really stuck. And I find that in the past, I'll try things out. But after a couple months, I just lose interest and get really discouraged and decide that it's not for me or um, that it's not my passion or it's not that that there should be some sort of spark or something. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I sort of move on to the next thing. So I guess I'm just feeling really lost and I don't know, you know, what I want to do and feeling really unhappy in my current job and feeling like I'm not really connected and I don't really have a community and, yeah, just feeling lost and like I don't know. I almost feel like if I find that one thing, if I find my passion, then I'll feel happy or, or I'll have a sense of purpose or something. So that's sort of the main uh, issue on my mind lately. And yeah. Well, first of all, you're not alone. This is a very normal thing for someone. What are you, 24 about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, 24. Yeah, very normal for a 24-year-old. And I think there's this massive there's, – there's a lot that we're told about what's supposed to happen after college and in our 20s and just about careers in general that is mm-hmm. so misleading and creates so many expectation hangovers. The first of which is that you're supposed to know what your passion is when you're 22, 24, 28, or even 30, even 40. Like the second thing is that – that everybody has this passion that is just like this surefire thing that's going to be this amazing career. And it creates, like I said, a lot of expectation hangovers because it, it's not always the case. And the reason why you haven't found your passion or one of the reasons why you're struggling with this is because of something you said. You think that something outside of you is going to make you happy. And mm-hmm. that just isn't true. Things outside of us can make us temporarily happy, but we have to learn how to create that happiness inside. So right now, you and any other people who feel lost, especially those of you who are in your 20s, this is the time in your life to do some internal work and to look for things inside and to do some self-discovery because you don't have kids, you're not married, you don't have a mortgage. I mean, you said you're living with your parents right now. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and actually look inside rather than look for something outside of yourself. Because do you really know, do you really know, and do you take full responsibility for the fact that you, not a job, are responsible for your happiness? I don't know. I mean, I guess I know that, but I'd like to pretend or I'd like to think that I could find it somewhere else or if only I could just work towards this goal or this thing or this whatever. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess I do know that, it's, that it does need to come from within. I just don't really know how to get there. So you're telling me you've never been happy in your entire life? No, I have. I just Okay, good. Okay, so stop. stop. <laughs> well, hold on. So how did you feel happy in the past? Um, gosh, I just felt like I was surrounded with people that I loved and had okay. a lot of friends. And it almost feels like I just never gave it very much thought. Earlier. Exactly. It wasn't an issue. Just, exactly. I just was happy. <laughs> exactly. And then something happened where... You went through, you know, you go through college, there's the natural adjustment to having all your friends living all around you. College is kind of a bubble of reality. And then going into, quote Mm -hmm. unquote, the real world where we have to work a little harder to find our community and our friends and create our own happiness. So I'm going to call you forward because I know, I know you're not a lazy person, but I think you're being a little lazy. (laughs) <laughs> and you're wanting things to just come to you. Yeah. Instead of really working for it. So it's it's easier to attract things to us that quote unquote make us happy if we're happy in the first place. And P.S. Let me just backtrack. Happiness isn't sustainable. We're not supposed to be happy all the time. We can be grateful. We can be accepting. We can be present. We can be content. But happy, like real kind of that high happiness is something that there are moments of. But I really encourage you to go for content, go for grateful, go for loving, go for joyful. But don't think Mm -hmm. that you're supposed to just feel amazing all the time because as humans, there's an ebb and flow to life, right? So so keep that in mind. And, And let me go back to when I kindly and with love said you're being a little lazy you laugh (laughs) you did kind of a laugh of recognition so do you realize that perhaps that may be true yeah and it's it's like it's like I'll invest so much time almost researching reading articles reading books looking at different things online on on how to sort of make your life more meaningful and how to be happier and and steps to take and things to do and I absorb all this information, but I don't really do anything with it. And I know that, you know, I should sign up for a class and I should volunteer. There's a lot of different ways that I could bring more meaning into my life now. But yeah, I, I guess I'm being kind of lazy about that and not, I'm not really doing it. It's that. And I think also whenever we have massive expectations placed on something, it makes it hard to motivate to do them because we don't want to be let down. Mm-hmm. So I talk a lot about how we, we avoid expectation hangovers with, by high involvement and attention, but low attachment. And the thing is for you, Jennifer, and me, I hope this makes sense. So I'll break it down. Let's take the example of signing up for a class. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're doing that with high intention 
Like you really want to learn something and meet people. But you also have super high attachment, meaning you expect the class to make your life better or to solve some problem. And when we have high attachment, often we stop taking action because we don't want to be disappointed because it's kind of better to be in our lost and kind of depressed comfort zone than to take an action, put ourselves out there and be disappointed. So I, I'm explaining this to you because I don't want you to beat yourself up for not taking action. Can you see that you haven't taken action to protect yourself from being disappointed? Yeah, definitely. And I, and I notice, like when I'll pick up a new hobby or I tr- do try something new, I, I do have such high expectations of like, this, this is the thing that's going to make me happy. Or this is mm-hmm. the thing that's going to make me feel fulfilled. And yeah, nothing is going to do that. So let me ask you a question. Are you on a cell phone right now? I am, yeah. Okay, can you walk to a mirror? Mm-hmm. Like right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm and tell, in front of one. And tell, oh, you're in front of one. Okay, so I want you to just look in the mirror and I want you, who's somebody that like you really love and you really have fun with? Who? Yeah, who? Um, my friend Michael. Your friend Michael. Okay, so look in the mirror and tell me a little bit about Michael. Look at yourself while you're telling me. <laughs> I'm already smiling. Exactly. Exactly. Michael, Michael, just he's one of those people who is, uh, he just radiates joy. He, he, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe him. He's just like the happiest, most energetic and joyful and fun to be around person. And I'm beaming. Exactly. Yeah. And is Michael there? No. Exactly. So do you think that happiness that you feel is because of Michael? Or do you think all that's doing is reawakening the happiness that's inside of you? I don't think about it like that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's not because of him. And in this moment, and stay in the mirror and just keep looking at yourself and just keep smiling because I want you to see that you can, ex- you can feel this feeling, Jennifer, that you're looking for out there so badly. You, you can create that feeling anytime. And tell me, tell me some other things that you really like about yourself. Like th- you kind of said those things about Michael. Tell me, tell me the qualities about you that you really liked. Like what's something that you do just for you that you really enjoy? <sighs> That's hard. <laughs> um, I don't know what it feel like. I really like myself. Well, none, none of us do. That's why so many people want to listen to this podcast <laughs> because that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing we're all struggling with is, is really having a healthy relationship with ourselves truly. So here's the thing. Maybe you don't have to like yourself in this moment, but can you accept yourself? Yeah. There's things I don't like about myself. I don't like that sometimes I get impatient in traffic. You know, I don't, there's, there's other things, but I stop judging them and I just accept. So can you look at yourself in the mirror and just say out loud, I accept myself, quirks and all. Right now? Yeah. I accept myself, quirks and all. And I accept where I am in my life. And I accept where I am in my life. I'm 24 years old and I don't have to figure it all out. I'm 24 years old and I don't have to figure it all out. Yeah. (laughs) How does that feel? It feels good. Yeah. 
Yeah. And all you did was stand up, connect with yourself, think about something that makes you happy, feel that feeling inside your own body, and then really move into full acceptance of where you are. And can you just for a moment, can we just laugh together at the silly thought that you are supposed to figure out your entire life by the time you're 24 or 25 or 30? Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And can you give yourself permission to sign up for things, to explore things, to do things without any attachment to them being the be all and end all that is the game changer of your life? Can you just allow yourself to do things because you want to and because you're setting the intention to create more community and connection in your life? Yeah, I'll try. I'll definitely try. Well, I either pick up a pen or I don't. I can't try. So it's kind of like, will you or won't you? I will. Okay. And just one thing. So let's commit together. What's one thing you can commit to that helps you not feel so isolated and lonely and lost? You mentioned a couple, signing up for a class, some other things, volunteering. Yeah. I guess signing up for a class and I have to decide which class. It, it almost feels like like I need to take it because it'll get me to an end point or you know, like it'll further me down a certain path or something. I don't know. Do you live in a big city? No, I live in Santa Barbara. Oh, well, you can still do this in Santa Barbara. I want you to research improv classes in Santa Barbara. (laughs) Okay. And that's what I want you to take, improv or any kind of comedy class. Something fun, something that gets you more into your vitality, something that's not results-based. Because you're so, it seems like you're so addicted to results and answers. And that's depressing you. And your creativity Mm -hmm. and your spark and your zest and your fieriness and all those things that you really appreciate about your friend Michael, you aren't giving those things enough attention. And it's hard to attract, like I said earlier, the job we want, the answers we want when we're kind of in a blah state. So to me, it's more important for you right now to get your mojo back on than it is to do something that's quote unquote productive. Yeah. Okay. And the second thing I want to just go to really quickly, your current job, what are you doing? I work in marketing. Um, There's just a temporary job, so. Okay. I work in marketing for a, for a software company. Okay. So I have an assignment for you. Do you work with other people? Do you actually go to a job and work with other are there other people there or is it virtual? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So your assignment is you need to make two people at work every day smile somehow. I don't care how you do it. <laughs> okay. I think I can do that. Okay. So... You're like the happy, I'm giving you a new job title. You're a happiness ambassador. Happiness ambassador, I like mm-hmm. that. Instead of expecting the job to make you happy, why don't you bring some happiness to the job and to the company? Okay. To me, that's an incredible purpose. To bring light and joy to other people. And if you do these things, Jennifer... If you take the improv class to get yourself out in the community, to get your creative sparks going, to stretch yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit, to have some fun, 
And if you take on this assignment of two people every day and being a happiness ambassador, you will see things start to shift and you will start to attract other people, other opportunities, and your mind will be a lot clearer because here's the thing. These aren't just silly things I'm suggesting. If you actually do these things, it will change the serotonin level in your brain. And when we have better brain chemistry, it's way easier to think clearly about our future and next steps and so on and so forth. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I didn't know that that it could do that. Yes, you can. So are you still in front of the mirror? Mm Mm-hmm. So I want you to look at yourself again and say, I got this. I got this. And give yourself a big smile. And now as happiness ambassador, instead of me scripting you, I want you to say one thing to yourself that will make you smile out loud. I love you. Hmm. That was a good one. (laughs) How do you feel? I feel like I'm going to cry. That's okay. It's so good, though. <laughs> yeah. Tears of relief. Yeah. It doesn't have to be so complicated. Give yourself permission to be where you are in your life and to feel joy and to bring joy to others instead of expecting life to bring it to you. You know, you're a bright light. You have a lot to offer and a lot to share. Start sharing it. Don't wait. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know your quote-unquote passion (laughs) or figure your whole career path out to start experiencing joy. So right now, your job is Happiness Ambassador. And I think that's a pretty cool title. That is a pretty cool title. Yeah. Thank you. I hope you, like Jennifer are feeling relief. And I was so happy that emotion came up for her at the end of the call because as you could probably tell in the call, she was rather apathetic and a little resigned and disconnected. And I was thrilled when she started to have some tears because she started to feel again. And she started to feel that sense of relief that comes from taking all that pressure off of ourselves. You know, often the biggest block we have to happiness is all the pressure we have on ourselves. So in addition to working with Jennifer on taking some expectations off herself, I also really worked with her on changing her state. As I mentioned, you could hear in her voice, she was kind of apathetic. And the more we slip into that place, the more we buy back into the misunderstanding that something outside of us is the answer. But then the more out of alignment with happiness we become. So it's a lose-lose situation. So my intention was to support Jennifer in self-generating that feeling of happiness so that she could see that she's 100% capable of creating it. That's why I had her go to the mirror, source happiness in the way she knew how, which was thinking of someone else, but then have her bring that back into herself, disconnect from thinking it was because of her friend, and start to see that she could feel happy on her own. And I want the same for you. I want you to realize you can be happy right now. Stop being lazy when it comes to your own mood. 
Like Jennifer, your wiring may be that happiness comes from results, especially if you relate to being highly intellectual. You're responsible for it, no one else. All right, I think I've made my point about that. So I want to touch on how expectations influence happiness because you all know how I love talking about expectation hangovers. So I have noticed from all my work with thousands of people at this point that people with high expectations of themselves, of life, of other people, or of all of the above feel not happy more often. You know, they have the biggest blocks to feeling happy and fulfilled. When we have massive expectations on ourselves, enough is never enough. And it's harder to really go after things when we have big expectations because we're so afraid of getting our hopes up and getting disappointed. So to me, the secret sauce to happiness when it comes to pursuing our goals is high intention and involvement, but low attachment. Yes, I have goals. I have desires. I have things in my life. I take action. I pursue them. I believe in them, but my emotional state does not depend on them. So take the pressure off. Please take the pressure off. And I want to move into some assignments to help you start to integrate happiness. But before I do, I also want to say, please don't set the expectation to be happy all the time. In fact, in my coach's corner this week, I'm going to answer the question, is it possible to be happy all the time? We're human beings. We naturally feel and move through different states. So happiness, yes, is an amazing feeling. But I think what we're really all after is contentment and presence. So be sure to tune into that Coach's Corner and we'll dig more deeply into that. So some assignments for you before we sign off for today. First, will you move into full acceptance as your life is right now? What will it take for you to do that? That's not resignation. Acceptance is not resignation. Acceptance is I accept everything in my life right now. There are some things I'd like to make changes about, but I'm going to stop judging and resisting. Two, I want you to stop trying to do things. You either do them or you don't. Take the word try out of your vocabulary. Three, what do you need to do to de-blah yourself and get your mojo back on? This is where action is important. The example I gave Jennifer was improv classes, and I so hope she does that because one, they will get her out of her head. Two, they will help her get her mojo back on. And three, because she's so future tripping, one of the main things with improv is you have to be totally present. So that's a great suggestion for any of you out there. I did improv classes after my divorce and it saved me. I loved it. It was uncomfortable because, you know, it's improv classes, but it was also so much fun. Four, create happiness on the inside by starting with gratitude. Don't think you have to be a cheerleader to create happiness. Focus on something you're grateful for right now in this moment. Maybe look down at your hand and see you have five fingers. Be grateful for that. It's a good start. And five, instead of expecting happiness to come to you, I love this, be a happiness ambassador. I love that assignment for Jennifer and I'm giving the same to you. Where can you go out in the world and make other people smile? If you set the intention to bring happiness to the world, you will automatically feel happy. And finally, connect with people. And I mean physically connect with them. Don't just text or be talking through a computer. You need touch. You need hugs. There's nothing like getting a great hug from a good friend that immediately creates that feeling of happiness. 
So in this moment, I'm giving you the biggest virtual hug that I possibly can. Maybe come to one of my retreats or workshops so I can give you a live one. And I am just so present to the happiness that I feel inside of me in this moment and so grateful that I get to share it with you by doing something I love. I know you have lots of choices when it comes to what you listen to, and I appreciate you tuning in. It really supports me when you share about this podcast on social media so other people can find their way. And ratings and reviews also help a lot too. Much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 